used to be our shame bell for when we were hitting the jewel yes but what does it say on it it says ring for a beer funny, <laughs> funny <laughs> you should ask <laughs> welcome to too many jams a show sponsored by true history brew let's crack this open so crispy too Many Jams is a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those issues that leave our age group lost and confused. One of those issues is beer, and it's really nice. It's nice to settle on a, a beer you like. You for know? sure, for sure. What is your beer choice? Well, you know me. Relatively palateless, <laughs> mostly like to chug, and a Pilsner, from what I've learned... I think is my beer of choice. What's yeah. a Corona? A Corona, I think, is it a, is it a lager? I don't know, but it's like... It's, it's a light. lager. It's light, like anything from a Corona to a Pilsner in that range. Yeah. Super smooth. You like you like lagers and Pilsners. You're not much... You're not really one for all the, the fancy fanciness in yeah. terms of flavors and... I'm a simple guy. Stuff. I'm a simple you guy. Happening in the craft beer world, but this craft beer. Let's talk about it in particular. Fantastic! It's a dry hopped pilsner, easy drinking, and it is made by friends of ours. Made by friends of ours, and that's what makes it. That's what makes it taste even better. Because if you're like me and you're giving, you're throwing your money at these beer companies that that kind of mean nothing to you. Yeah. Like, thanks, Corona. Here's another $50. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Big fish in the pond. Right. Like, it doesn't fucking matter. If you, if you, uh, you know, you have a couple pesos to spend, why not support a friend? The same way we ask people to support our podcast and our music with their ears. Totally. And their time. Um, support True History Brewing, Farmer in the Sky. I said last episode that it's going to be in 100 LCBOs. I believe 35 in the GTA. I forget the exact number. <laughs> We just got an update from the True History HQ that LCBO warehousing issues. There, yeah, there was a little hiccup, I guess. Um, they've on uh, LCBO side, though. Uh, yeah, like on, the on LCBO side in inside their warehouse, um, which is affecting multiple companies. I guess uh, you know you can check out all the details on the True History Instagram page. Yeah, make um, sure you just follow them. And yeah. at, was at True History. At uh, True History Brewing. At True History Brewing. Make sure you follow them to keep uh, tabs on the updates because you're going to want to get one of these crispy cold ones in you. It's called Farmer in the Sky. As well, as well, they also have uh, uh, they have listed where you can drink their beer currently, um, restaurants and such. So until the LCBO turns around and they, they fix whatever's going on there. Check out the Instagram page and get all the info and updates. So yeah, and uh, that brings us to um, you know what, Wrist and Rye. I got to give it a shout out. Um, Wrist and Rye was a company that uh, I've been working with for like three years, and it was started by a few friends way back. You've heard the spiel if you've listened to the podcast, and then I ended up taking it over, and uh, it's been a grind. Uh, men don't really like to purchase jewelry. We had some initial success on the whole you know, beaded jewelry trend, getting on some yeah. celebs and all that. But it, it kind of plateaued when uh, the company 
um, you know, kind of had some partner issues and, and was like reinvented. We tried to get into stores and, and all that. And the, the trend kind of got a little ahead of us and I've been playing catch up. And for a while, you know, I, uh, I didn't know what to quite do with it. And like, thankfully it made enough money to pay for a lot of the gear that we use for the podcast, which is why we say it supported the podcast. And if you like it, uh, um, you know, give a, we have a promo code in our show notes that you can that you can get some jewelry for yourself because it's good quality stuff. It's great stuff. And, great bracelets. Uh, I appreciate the orders that I've seen come through. Very nice of you to support us. But what it also led to, and which is why I got to give it an extra shout out, is all the stuff we learned making Wrist and Rise also helped uh, our friend Annika and my current business partner start her female jewelry line. So got to oh, give her a yes. shout out. Yeah, we got to chat about that as well. We did. We, we gave her a shout out a couple episodes back, but Landy oh, yeah. Collection had a booming opening uh week annika's out there just absolutely pounding the pavement uh getting the exposure out on her jewelry it looks so fucking good yeah she did a great job designing them there's lots of cool um cool little uh, what do you call them like the designs yeah i guess the designs but like the pieces they hang on your Pendants? Yeah, the pendants. Yeah. yeah. Well, like she she did a whole video on her YouTube page. Annika Bourne, if you haven't seen her like YouTube and Instagram, uh, she threw up a whole video on YouTube recently and it was basically outlining, you know, some shit that happened to her recently. Like she used to everything from like she used to date a hockey player on the Leafs and then like it's obviously super shitty when you break up with someone on a Toronto sports team because we literally suck their knobs like as Torontonians oh, people yeah. on, on the Leafs mm -hmm. and from her side she was just like this is shitty because like obviously when you break up with someone there's usually some bad blood some stuff that hap happens I mean it's but, yeah it's never good and it's hard to get sympathy from a Toronto you know <laughs> so Toronto fans and stuff like that so she she took some heat for it and some other things happened to her and she basically turned a lot of it into like inspiration for some of the designs so I'm super proud of it. Uh, she should be proud of it. So that's why I got to give a shout out to Wrist and Rye, the OG, which has kind of brought about everything we're doing right here. Yeah. Uh, was that was that big, uh, big company. So shout out to it. We're going to do a cool thing now. This episode, you know what? You know what I've been noticing, Rob? What? We're losing our professionalism a little bit. We've kind of, you know, fallen off the wagon yeah. in some ways. We have a beer sponsor now. Yeah. Fucking We're right. moving up in the podcast We're moving up world. In the podcast world. Does your podcast have a beer sponsor? Do you drink Farmers in the Sky? Because <sighs> we fucking do. <laughs> and uh, now that we're a little bit more professional, uh, I think we gotta we gotta stay more on top of shouting out our sponsors. Yep. We gotta stay more on top of episode prep. Yep. Guests lined up, a few topics Check. lined up, which we have Check. today, except for the guests, because today is a no guest episode. But but on let me purpose. On purpose, no guest episode on purpose because we have a huge guest on Thursday. One of like one of our all time fans actually is coming on the show all the way from across the pond. The P O N D. Yes, and um, I'll just I'll just leave it at let's that. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. So let's just leave it at that. We're we're stoked though. We're stoked. We're super stoked. Uh, but yes, and 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 in keeping it professional. It's, I noticed it was just getting a little stale and it's my professional duty to say, you know, we got to pick it up. We've been getting suggestions from some of our guests being like segments, mm -hmm. be more creative, have some, have some ongoing stuff. So 
you know, we're we're just turning the middle of summer onto the back nine of summer now, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna call this the season of segments. Okay, and what do you have in mind for the first well, inaugural <clears throat> segment? I'll. It's gonna. It was gonna be a bit of a Tarantino right here because I'm gonna kind of go back to front. Okay. The okay. first segment that we've thought of impl- uh, implementing is gonna be a mystery. Some would say. And what's it called? It's going to be called the True History Mystery. Ah. The whole thing behind True History Beer is it's a creative project, kind of. It has this whole artwork and comic book around it. That's why it's called Farm in the Sky. Like, it's it's a story. It's like yeah. this this fiction mm-hmm. that's... Um, and you can read all about it. Yeah. I mean, or even if you if you speak to the guys listen, and you know them. Or listen to the episodes. You know, listen to the episodes. They got so much cool sort of... Uh, marketing and ideas surrounding the beer brand. But in that marketing is like, so you see some stuff with UFOs, some crop circles, some designs, it's mystery. It's yeah. it's all that stuff. So uh, what we want to do in collaboration with True History is we want to do this True History mystery mm-hmm. where we reveal clues, but hidden at some place in the city yeah. will be either a object or words. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how we're going to display it or where we're going to put it. But... It's going to be a race to find it first, and the we'll as be. you know, as winners of races normally, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there'll be a prize. Yeah, there'll be a prize, a nice, a nice prize. And we'll give. Uh, we'll we won't give, say yet what it is, but you can you can assume it's going to be true history beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know whether we get some Rist and Ryan there, I'll have to talk to the CEO of Rist and Ryan as well. Yeah, do you know a guy? I know a guy, <laughs> and uh, whether we get some, you know, maybe famous merch in there. We got to get that from Eli. And yes. happy birthday, by the way, Eli. Yes, I was just about to say, Eli, happy birthday. But where are our fucking shirts? <laughs> <laughs> we got people asking, knocking on the door. People are fucking needing Barging these shirts, it. you know, right? Spe- it's very of, selfish of you to only be focused on your birthday in this in our time of need. Spe- speaking of knocking on the door and barging in, there, there was a contractor this morning. At you, our house? Yeah, for, I guess he's doing the basement. Oh. Slash, I don't even know. Maybe he's still here, but... Yeah. Um, he just, he walked in this morning to our house to our, yeah. Well, he like opened the door and then he's like, Oh shit. And then like quickly closed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what was that? So I went and walked out and, uh, there's a guy walking around who's, I guess, uh, redoing the, the drywall in the basement. Cause our basement tenant just moved out, but he was walking around the side. I was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> nice. I like, I like your confrontational mentality. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I had to go out there. Yo, and Hey, what's up? Dude? Let, let him know. Let him know. I right. know what you just did. Cause yeah. it could be the homeless, but, mm-hmm. um, that's always something you got to worry about in this neighborhood. Anyway, we'll get back to speaking of the homeless, uh, true history brewing, the true history <laughs> mystery. Uh, we'll, we'll figure out the details with them specifically, what we can give, what risk or I can give, how we can locate this uh, this mystery somewhere mm-hmm. in the city yeah. and we'll reveal clues to where it is, maybe some riddles, mm-hmm. some geographical riddles, references, and then we'll narrow it down and uh, that's how you can get yourself some fucking prizes. So that is not technically our first segment because we're not doing it yet. Yes. Our so first segment yeah. is going to be uh, at the end of every episode, we're going to bring up one topic that we think pertains to being a 20-year-old. And we're going to leave you with about a sentence or two of advice, solid advice at the end, definitive. Well, we're going to discuss it. Yep. We're going to have a little dialogue, probably mostly comedically. Yep. Because we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to leave a rule. Like back in the How I Met Your Mother days, you know what they have like, 
they had like bro rules or whatever in that in his handbook mm-hmm. um it'll be like 20 year old rules kind of mm-hmm. like that and uh so we'll do that at the end of the episode that'll be our first segment we're gonna try we'll get some feedback we'll introduce more it's a season of fucking segments my dude it's a season of segments and on that same uh same train of thought if you if any of our listeners if you guys have ideas or um ideas for segments but also if you have ideas for uh topics you want us to talk about and discuss and like the 20 year old advice section yes exactly you know or just you know i guess uh a lot of our listeners are 20 year olds so any problems that they have yeah will be relatable we're thinking about keeping it general you'll you'll (laughs) see what we we meet at the end i got the mission i got the idea from uh there's this podcast i listen to called tiger belly where they're comedians and mm-hmm. at the end of the episode they do unhelpful advice yeah where somebody writes in fucking pay Sorry, attention i know you had your fucking you you have a screw loose you had your mic out to the side um <laughs> yeah i was just looking at that <laughs> uh they do a segment at the end called unhelpful advice and uh people writing like serious things that they need advice on and they as comedians just absolutely give awful advice back <laughs> So this is going to be something like that with a little bit more of a, a real world conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, other updates. What's what's our lives all about these days? Obviously getting worldwide famous. Music. Music. Um, We're in a rock and roll band. Tr- okay, yes. Trav just, you know, worked his, uh, worked his ass off for the last day or two. Actually, this was before the weekend, but anyways... He put together this really dope cover video that we shot up in Muskoka beginning of the summer. Uh, we were up in the docks and we wanted to shoot uh, shoot a cover of us playing Seven by Catfish in the Bottleman and finally got around to it the other day, Trav did, and he really just worked his Adobe creative suite skills, putting together his video, threw it up on Instagram, it's on YouTube, it's on all of our social medias we'll put it at the end of the video yeah and it's super sick yeah if you're watching on youtube we'll slap it at the end but it's really dope robbie and i are sitting on a floating dock we have the whole mic and guitar set up uh we have kevin going around us with a gimbal with some stabilized footage and then we have some footage of us on the boats wakeboarding surfing chilling and it's a, it's a cool edit all around so we'll put that at the end of the video on youtube too many jams and may i just may i just air a grievance Yes. Towards Creative Cloud. If you don't know what Creative Cloud is, um, it's Adobe is the company that makes, you've probably heard of Photoshop, um, but they also make our video editing software, our photo editing software. Uh, when we're doing photography, I use it for, there's a few other uh, things by them I use. So I pay for something called the Creative Cloud Suite, which is a monthly subscription to get all their apps. Yes. And... Uh, I did lie to them and say I was a student still mm. about two years ago, and I've been paying $20 US a month to get access to all their yeah. stuff. And year by year, I notice they hike it up. It's like a, it's not like a permanent student plan. It's like if you're a student, they give you a break, but they're expecting you to like slowly pay more, slowly pay more. And right now, 80 bucks Canadian a month. It just went up to. That's crazy. I know. That's I for Soho House membership in Toronto, it's like 95 bucks a month. It's 900 bucks a year. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. And it's and and like I used to pirate that shit. I used to steal it all. Is there any way you could buy it out? 
hundreds of dollars. It's like it's like I think per app it would be like three or four hundred bucks. Uh, but it'd almost be worth it. Like if you do that for two years. I don't know. I don't even think you can buy it all out. Sorry, that would be like I think they have yearly. No, they they have they would have like a yearly one time payment you can make, but I don't think they let you just buy it anymore. Because it's all in the cloud, it's all updated constantly. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's convenient having that. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm debate. I'm just like, who who has that kind of money for just like a a fucking app? Everything's for free now. Like, make me watch an advertisement every time I open it. Like, do what the phone apps do. Right. I'm not a professional. This is this is a someone doing this for like free right now. Sure, if I'm starting to get paid a lot of money. Yeah. Great, but like, like have some sort of fucking throw me a freaking bone, dude. I mean, there's got to be some sort of. I'll tell you what we're gonna do is we're gonna sign up for another student account. Mm, okay. Because spoiler alert out there, if you have a student email, a lot of these companies have no idea how to tell if you've graduated or not. Got yeah. a big discount on my Mac like three years after I graduated. Yeah. Student discounts on almost everything. Perfect. So slap that in there. But yeah, so that, that video will be at the end of the epi. And we also have a show coming up on the 23rd. And it is private. But if you are if friends of ours, like close friends of ours, or friends of James Norris, um, definitely... You'll, you'll be fine. You'll definitely be fine. reach. You definitely reach. It's going to be at the pilot again, our favorite spot. We just go there and we just drop some hardcore fucking covers, and we're gonna sprinkle in a few of our our, our new songs that we just released because yeah, we, totally. We haven't played them live really yet. It's gonna be fun. It's always a good time there. What this is maybe like our sixth, seventh time playing there. I don't even know, but I don't care because I love it every time. It's brand new. Every time it's good. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, so that's that's our next show. We're gonna have some more public ones in the fall, but pretty much anyone who listens to this can come because you're probably close enough to us that if you just reached out, um, you're welcome to roll. It's going to be a big banger. Uh, it never gets too full at the pilot. It's got so many floors and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. So we're all, all good there. Always good people there. And oh. let's see, that was pretty much uh, the majority of the updates. Let's get into talking about some of the stuff. Like this, the part of the season that we really wanted to dive into was becoming a rock star, right? And how, how, like what that journey really entailed. And I'd say the, the, for the biggest, the biggest part for us that it's, that's been hard is constantly fighting the feeling that, that you're making too big of a risk. It's too bold that you'll never make it, that you don't have the talent. Why would we ever become successful? Like these are the questions that, that go through your head all the time. And a big part of the podcast helped us at least get over that hump. And noticing that the people that make it are the ones that just believe. They obviously have a talent, which we do. And we have enough of a perspective and enough of a self-honesty that we can objectively look at ourselves and say, do we have the talent to make it? Yeah. And I think we both we always answer undoubtedly yes. Like if you were to plop us right down in LA with a record deal and a team behind us, are we good? Can we produce? Yes. Absolutely. Right. So if that's, if the answer to that is yes, do people like our music? Yes. Do, yeah. d- does it, is it catchy? Is it, do we have the nuts? Absolutely. So if, if all the answers to all those questions are yes, then we just have to consistently remind ourselves that it's worth pursuing 
Mm-hmm. We can make it. We're going to do it. And this podcast has been huge in that. But a lot of the stuff we haven't been talking about is like, what are some of the struggles that we've faced? And I, I, I think, or just on that note, uh, before you continue to your next point, I think uh, another one of them is, which I was just speaking with Liv about earlier, is managing your expectations. Uh, because because you just you want you want it to happen so quickly mm-hmm. and and you have all these uh, all these people that you idolize in your head thinking I want to make whatever that is and you know the first time the seventh time maybe even like the tenth time that you try and yeah replicate whatever it is you're looking for it doesn't happen the way you thought it out in your head and you just got to keep banging your head against the wall at it. There is no success without suffering. Yeah. So if we were to get successful now, it would, it just, it's, it just doesn't happen. I don't think it would be enjoyable no. or as, as enjoyable. It would be, you know, you know what getting successful right now would be equivalent to, well, not really. Cause we've been putting in work, but, um, I mean like. If we just tomorrow, so you know, it's it's called getting lucky, right? It'd be the equivalent of winning the lottery. Yeah, like the it does happen to some people. Some people get discovered. Some people become a fucking meme when they don't even mean to be. Yeah, and they become famous and they can do something with that. Um, so there is getting lucky, but you know, it's like winning the lottery, or it's like being born super wealthy and not having a touch with actually achieving that success that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah. That would be like what it's equivalent to. And it's why a lot of like lottery winners or even uh, wealthy children struggle a lot with their status because mm-hmm. they don't lottery winners. A lot of times don't know what the fuck to do with money when they have it. Mm-hmm. And they realize it doesn't cure <laughs> their stuff. Their and they, issues. they didn't work for it. And, and it, it brings up a host of issues. And I think that getting, getting successful without putting in the time might put you there prematurely and it might also not feel as good because of those exact reasons. Yeah. Not saying that this is, this is the flip side to that coin. I know people that were born with money or that won a lottery. No joke. Do you know someone that won a lottery? Yeah. yeah, Like a a million dollars. Yeah. Um, that because they had the right mindset to handle it. Yeah. Turned it into real success. Like, like started, started a, a business with it that they cared about that they just took their advantages and were like, dope, I have advantages. Yeah. I'm going to put, turn this into hard work and I don't care where my money came from. Do you know what I mean? That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And yeah. if we were to get discovered tomorrow, that's what I think we would do is just like convert it. Be like, you know, what? I know this is luck. Yeah. So let's double down and make sure that we don't lose this. And right. It's like if, if we, if we won the lottery tomorrow, I think that would, you know, we just put all that towards um, paying for our living costs and such. And getting producers and videos. Yeah, exactly. And we could just turn all the energy towards. Famous. The music. Yes. Because the the reward is worth it. Like every time I, every time I sit down, I go, what the fuck am I doing? I, I close my eyes and I'm like, imagine being on stage with a semi chub dick. In tight leather pants, singing, people going nuts. Like, fuck, did you see Loud Luxuries Insta stories from Veld? Yeah. You, that was fucking nuts. Yeah. That was nuts. It was, it was as people as far as you could see. 
Yeah. And and that's no one pun, thing. To- no pun intended. Oh, I don't get the pun. <laughs> <laughs> A sea of people. Oh. <laughs> uh, imagine, and that's even that's playing their music through like speakers. Yeah. Imagine rock and roll, like coming from your guitar, electricity, literally zapping out of your dick to the front mm-hmm. row, mm-hmm. impregnating men and women on long the fence. Be nuts. It's all worth mm-hmm. it. Go having people know your song, like playing it on the radio. Just it, places in the world, people be like the coolest. The be coolest feeling. If if we like, it's if, fucking if, worth. If it. Just like one of our songs made it beyond our friend group, like that'd be that'd be fucking cool to start with. I watched, I watched A Star Is Born last night again, mm. and uh, a little motivation. Yeah, yeah, motivation yeah, Monday. Fucking Bradley Cooper, come on, like doesn't get any hotter than in A Star Is Born. You, you like, know what? Rock he star. does get hotter than us in A, a, a Star where, Is Born. Where? Because why haven't I seen it? <laughs> a star, a star is born. His accent, too much. Really, you think it was too much? Oh, hey, little lady, wrote the song for you. Like, I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> I loved it. I, I, lo- I loved his look, man. He, oh, he's such a stud. Plus, uh, just rocking up out there on those huge stages. It was so cool. For some reason, I'm more attracted to Bradley Cooper and a lot of other well, movies. Name one. I was more attracted to him in American Sniper. <laughs> <laughs> he was a hunk. He was pretty. Uh, you and know, a hero. You know what? Let's just let's just agree that when is Bradley Cooper not a hunk? You're right. Okay. You're right, but I'm just saying that accent was a bit much. I didn't like it. I, you know why? Because it made him unrelatable to me. Okay. I'm, I would feel more related to him if he had a British and Australia or Australian accent because that's all the music I like. But the country, well, he's not really country. He's the, more like the country accent. He's more like Southern rock. Yeah, but the country accent, and then like also the rock music isn't that they the music in Stars Born. I wasn't really a fan of. What really? Yeah, it's just not my style. I can appreciate how good it is. Oh, I loved it. I thought I thought it was fantastic. I liked the soundtrack. Um, it's cool stuff. I actually went like afterwards, I went, I went back, I went upstairs and I started listening to, uh, kind of similar type rock again. It's that, definitely that kind of good. Yeah. It's just, I said it's not my type. Yeah. There's a lot of music that's good. That's not my type. Um, anyways, I interrupted you back when you're going to move on to another point. Yeah. Well, we, we just, we, we don't talk about a lot of the, the struggles and managing expectations is a good one, but it's, it's like a balancing act between managing expectations, but also being extremely hopeful and optimistic because if you go into everything being like, Oh, it's going to be shit. Like it's a bit of a different story, but it's, it's gotta be like go into everything being like, this could be the thing, mm-hmm. pump it as hard as you can. And if it ends up not being the thing, just literally regroup and rebattle it's is is more the balance there but one of the more specific challenges we've had is like you said breaking out of our friend group yeah like we're fortunate enough to have almost 5000 streams and views across our four songs and one music video yeah and um basically that's from our friend group yeah that's from the fact that we're fortunate enough to be born in a big city you know, all these different schools and hockey teams and friends from camp and just yeah, work, having, having a network, just of large networks and, and big family and friends that they supported us. They like the music and they've gotten us that far, but you know, getting outside your friend group is, is been a real struggle. And 
uh, some of the struggles that we've been encountering is how do you advertise music, right? Like with, with the jewelry, I used to do Facebook and Instagram ads and stuff like that. We tried that with the music. It was, it was so difficult, man. Like we put a little clip on Facebook and Instagram and it looked really cool. It was a nice clip, had some like sighting scene on it, text out now, like John famous. Yeah. And it basically got one, an average of less than one second of views. Cause everyone just blows by yeah. Instagram ads. Like it, it couldn't have been a less totally. Um, the only thing I haven't tried yet is story ads. I think people give story ads a bit more. Yeah. Cause I mean, think about you. It's, it's like, if I see that it's sponsored or any sort of advertising, I don't even take a look at it. Even if it's music, unless there's like some, like the odd occasion, something will catch my eye and I'll be like, okay. And I'll, I'll give it a click. But other than that, it's, I don't know. It's like, I, I follow the accounts I follow because that's the content I want to see. Like, yeah, you know I mean, well, like anyway, out of like 20 or 20, 30,000 people that viewed the ad. Yeah. It got like 60 clicks, yeah, which is crazy low. And also another grievance is I was on uh, Instagram the other day and I saw ads for these black AirPods. Have you seen them yet? Yeah. I clicked it. Yeah. One company was called like Black Sweden with like an X. And I was like, oh, these are kind of dope. Like killer Black Black Sweden. Like I'm liking this. Yeah. And uh, it was 85 bucks. And I was like, that's not bad. Oh, you know, I'm going to go back to it. I'm going to go back to it. I start skipping through the next stories. Exact pods, different company name. And I go, okay, it's another one of these Chinese products that gets drop shipped through like 30 different stores, all with sales funnels on Instagram, all with different names, different offers, not a boost, hand to God, 15 plus advertisements in a row from different named companies during this 15, 15, come on, not a boost. Different names. Some of them had different colors. Yeah. Uh, all featuring the black pods as the main one. Yeah. A lot of them shared the same product advertisement pictures of the black pods with a black iPhone on a black laptop with a black wallet. And I'm like, so what happens is a company makes a product in China. Yeah. And it gets drop shipped out through all these sales funnels run by people that literally just convert advertisements to money. They don't even make the product. They just make a company that advertises these Chinese brands and drop ships them. And to boot, the price was different between all of them. It was like 85 US, 25 US, 50 US, free, just pay for shipping. And like, I'm sure there's different maybe qualities of pods that they're getting, but it's it's just an insane world. You can't trust Instagram ads. So I, I got I no. got a little, that was, that was a point to me where I'm like, no wonder no one trusts this shit. Like, fuck it. Fuck Instagram and, and Facebook ads. Like, it's it's all bullshit. Like, where's authentic advertising for music? So um, we're we're going to get creative. We have a few ideas, but we're, we're thinking more guerrilla styles, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, we, won't, we won't give too much away, but... We don't we, give away our trade secrets. Yeah, but we got an idea coming through. We got a few ideas of how to get exposure. Um, there's there's obvious ones. You know, get on a blog, get on the news, and we're going to reach out... Uh, it's tough early days. We we're still working on the story that kind of makes us newsworthy or blogworthy, but 
Um, you know, I think the whole life path with the concussions and the injuries that, that kind of led me down here, I can shop to these blogs, maybe get a write up and stuff like that. For sure. Um, yeah, all the all all the stuff on Instagram, like piss pee pee. It's poo poo caca, like straight poo poo caca. Um, but yeah, so like that's been a real challenge. Yeah, and so we we got to figure out what figure out a way around it because. I don't want to go into the next music release without a solid base of listeners. Like this is the whole point. Release, sell, grow. You know, mm. release, sell, grow. Either get bigger exposure or get noticed by somebody with money. Well, I th- I think I think um you know, our our friends right now count as like a growth in exposure right. and listener yes. base, right? Because yeah, like because right. now that we we've kind of we've made a bit of an interest amongst our network of people next release now the like they might be looking for it they might not but at least we've got a bit of a of a leg to stand on there mm-hmm. and then i mean after that if it doesn't reach a broader audience okay. outside of that you're spectrum, right then you're right but i hate seeing less than a thousand plays on spotify on any songs i agree so at the very least before i release any more music yeah, I'm going to have more than a thousand because the one song is is already above three thousand on Spotify alone. Yeah, or twenty eight, twenty eight or nine hundred somewhere around there. Yeah, um, on Spotify alone, the other songs have between three and five hundred. Yeah, so so we need to get all those above a thousand before release the next ones, and it's going to take some hardcore guerrilla marketing. Uh, but that's so that's the real challenge we're dealing with now, just in like in the vein of pure honesty and what it takes to be a rock star. Like you really got to like, I'd release a sex tape if if that's what it took. Like you really got to sell yourself out there um, because it's all worth it in the end. Right, Kim? Anyway, the next, uh, the next point I wanted to talk about is we, speaking of uh, rock stars, we sponsored. uh, Oh, I forgot about this. We sponsored Dave Taylor in his Iron Man suit. He's got too many jams on the back and John Famos on his legs. That's hilarious. <laughs> and we can, uh, or actually, do we have a way of showing the suit? Like the final suit? I don't know. Maybe. I. But anyways, yeah. When's his Iron Man? When's he doing it? Oh, I don't even know. He just messaged me today asking for the money though. Yeah. Dave, I'll send you the money, dude. Relax. All yeah. Right? So Dave is running an Iron Man within I think the next few months, I think. He's been training. The guy I'll Google it. The guy looks absolutely like shredded right now. He's he's in full fit form. He's been he's been on his David Goggins grind. On his Goggins grind. And he's just he's just an animal. He's a workout animal right now. And uh part of part of negotiations for Dave um, you know, to 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 wear to wear the too many jams and the John Famous logos is he was gonna come on the show before or afterwards or maybe both and he's gonna talk about it and dude I have no idea when this Iron Man is um no well the thing is is when you see a buddy trying like it's the same reason like we're trying to do something kind of lofty when you see a buddy working that hard at it. Dave was like, do you want to sponsor our suit? And like, you and I are, aren't millionaires right now. We don't have tons yeah. of cash lying around. Yeah. But like when a buddy's doing something like that, just same as the beer, same as same as anything, like you just want to help him. You just want to get behind it. And we saw the work he's putting in. He was at our, he was at your cottage before that concert we went to and got up early 
and went for like a 60k bike ride yeah for for no reason at the cottage just like because he's on his grind so yeah but yeah and if you ever met dave he's the biggest yes man you will ever meet and it's super good lad we're super stoked super proud of him yeah and and happy to slap our dirty logos all over it <laughs> totally. taint his uh is a uh, tri suit like that but i think I, honestly i don't know if if he's running with a buddy um hunter yeah i just don't know if hunters i think hunter might be getting a suit too oh i just don't know if hunter is this, getting an so, identical suit so uh, you may not know the answer to this but do you, uh, do all the athletes they try and get sponsors on and, their suits I, okay this is what this is the way i pictured it yeah and this is this is the reason why i wanted to to sponsor a suit I think like when you have a dope golf golf outfit on or dope hockey gear, you know, look good, play good kind yeah. of deal. Yeah. You want to you want to have your thing covered in sponsors. It f- makes you feel good like it's all worth it and you kind of perform better. And you, like I want him to be going cuz we got John Famous on the thighs. Yeah. I want him to be fucking on that bike and just seeing John Famous on the thighs and just be like fucking right it's like i'm sponsored the boys are behind me we need some pictures of this uh i told him part of the sponsorship deal as well was that he could only listen to, to john famous tracks <laughs> you might get sick of it i know the four songs <laughs> no sorry i said to pump himself up like no he, you can for, only listen to podcast because oh, you know what this is our 60th episode oh, my congrats, dad my dude congrats a lot of work every week every for the relentless grind week. yep um, but yeah, so just wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, I'll send the money, dude. All right. <laughs> okay. Quit, quit texting me. What do you need to break my knees? <laughs> all right. Um, Chill out, dude. Sh- no, I'm just kidding. I, I told him I would do it this week. Yes. Next on the, uh, the docket. Uh, cause I think that's, that's all the updates. You know, now we can just talk about, f- we had to like shit out a bunch of updates. Mm-hmm. We've been lacking a mm-hmm. lot of episodes. We've just been kind of talking about either guest stuff or we've just been like making jokes. No, that was good though. But now let's fit in a little bit of a uh, little bit of fun story time. All right. Uh, Jewel July. Did you, uh, did you have a successful no Jewel July? Jewel July. Success. Success. So, so did Kev. We, uh, other than the one allotted weekend. Yeah. Mid center July, which was already on the calendar, um, which was a big golf tournament, which you can't golf. We can't do a golf tournament without having some, some sort of nicotine on the course. Nicotizzle. Nicotizzle. Um, but the, other than that, the two weeks leading up and the two and a half weeks after, not a fucking, not a problem. Dude. Not even an afterthought. Not even an afterthought. Like, see ya. <laughs> see ya, Jewel. Except I, uh, right after, uh, on August 1st, we we cracked open a celebratory pod. Mm. How'd it feel? Uh, Yeah. Kind of like less exciting. It's like whatever. I don't need it. I'm like today, like I'm not huffing it on the episode. What I think it is, is once you got it out of your system, I didn't crave that weird jewel feeling all the time. Yeah. Which I was kind of living in before, which I craved. I was kind of like, I like this like weird jewel trance I'm in. But once I got out of it, I was like, oh, like two, two weeks out, you start to feel really healthy and really good. And you're like, I kind of like just a clear head. Isn't that better? Mm-hmm. And the heart palpitations kind of died down too, which is nice. Oh, that's uh, that's comforting too. And what's not comforting is how lax Google is on heart palps. 
Because I Google it. I'm like, Google, I'm having heart palpitations. They're like, it's good. They're like, you're fine. They're like, Google? They're like, stop doing stimulants before bed. You're not a doctor. Maybe hit some cardio. Like, heart palpitations are normal when you're laying down at night, which is when I get them. Mm-hmm. Uh, only on my left side, which is your heart side. And Google is just like, this is really normal. You're chill. And I'm like, no, fuck you, Google. Tell me this is awful. So that I see a cardiologist, I give up all cholesterol and stimulants for a year. Like, you know, scare me a little bit. Don't don't give me this, like, butter me up. Tell me I can keep doing stimulants and fucking. Yeah, you know what? You know what? One way to kick a, a bad habit or to change your lifestyle is to have a health scare. Yeah. Concussion. Gave up drinking coffee, nicotine, even pretty much everything for almost a year it's pretty good because yeah because i thought i needed to do it for my brain turns out i really didn't it was a neck related issue but you know thanks for the health scare <laughs> until but, next time yeah so the the real update from no jewel july is very easy to quit if you're a strong-minded person um you just look it in the eye and you call little the little bitch it is and you say fuck you jewel i own you you're a little USB stick and I'm a man. All right. And you can't control me. Just toss you in the water. <laughs> Except I would not. Because, <laughs> you know, you never know when you're going to need it. Just kidding. But uh, next, uh, next item of business, uh, I got to tell you something. Do okay. you remember I posed this question to you the other day? Yeah. Um, I was like watching, I was trying to boil water for, to make pasta. Yeah. And, it took fucking so long. Yeah. And it was a statement, you know, watching water water boil. It, it yeah. takes forever. Uh, and I remember like posing the question to my brother-in-law or even maybe to you guys. I was like, why does it take so little time to boil water in a kettle? Yeah. And so long in the pot. Why don't I just boil it in the kettle, pour it into the pot, and then, you know, just continue on cooking. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found out why. Okay. Why is this? Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm cooking noodles the other day. I have to go to hockey. I'm running really late. And I'm like, oh, running late. Need to boil water. Pasta. Quick. Kettle. Quick kettle. Let's do this. This is perfect. <laughs> Slap it in the kettle. I'm boiling it. It's getting up to temperature. I can hear it making some noises. So, you know, I think I'm smart. I'm going to preheat the pot. Not too crazy, but preheat mm-hmm. the, the pot so that it's not going in cold. It's going to go in and be able to maintain the boil. Um, you know, just warm it up, you know, just like. Can I guess? Yeah, what's that? Splashed all over you or sprayed everywhere? Uh, t- two out of three, correct. <laughs> uh, so the water's boiling in the kettle. I have the pot on max heat, thinking that it's not going to get so hot in the 30 seconds or a minute uh, that anything's going to happen. I immediately pour it in the bowl. It's rapid steam. It goes, it goes and like sprays me with, with hot, hot sprinkles all over my arms. I'm going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like getting hot splash back, steam plume, entire kitchen steamed up. Like a, like a saw, like a steam room. Well, like the kitchen's big enough. I didn't steam room, but I mean like you saw the steam plume. Luckily we don't have uh, there's no fire alarm in our kitchen. Yeah. So nothing went off. Very dangerous though. <laughs> shit. There's no fire alarm, but steam the whole kitchen up, splash the shit out of my arms, lost a lot of water to contact steam 
with the pan and it was kind of a violent experience and, and did you end up cooking your pasta oh yeah 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 i had to go to hockey but uh i i remember thinking that's why people don't boil in the kettle and <laughs> that's why after all because it because obviously when that happened i had to crank down the the heat mm -hmm. and then uh i lost a lot of water and then i turned the heat back on and it took it had to like re re get yeah, up the temperature probably just yeah. took the same amount of time it would have taken well, yeah. you just heated it in the pot yeah so Her, lesson uh, learned lesson learned so let's end it with a little segment here okay it's the final segment where we talk about issues, a uh, new issue each week. And if we have guests, we'll ask them their opinion where we give a definitive, you know, rule, the 20 year old rule on a certain thing that seems to affect us in our day to day lives. This week, something I thought of because it just happened to me even this morning at A&W, of all places, a safe space. They said, do you want to donate $2 with your meal? To something. Right, you, I'm 20 years old. Just turned 27. I get it. Maybe I look like I have a little yeah. dough in my pocket. But if you're in your 20s and below, should you, should you feel obligated to donate at the cash register or to give money to, to the homeless at our age and our current income status? Because every time they ask, I feel guilty. What's the definitive answer for no. our age group? I'll I'll start by saying this. I feel more guilty when I pull up to a takeout food place and I'm presented with a tip option for takeout food. And I mm. I feel more obligated to tip in that scenario. Let's include that in this. Tipping at like a Subway cash register style it's the restaurant that, that like kind of place right because restaurant. because there is some of those restaurants that do do that and like then, pita pit do they do that they did yeah really? the one in london yeah right below <laughs> 695 i don't know i'm i i can't what's it what's what's the thought what's the thought it's like it, it sort of depends what kind of mood i'm in but like generally i don't tip on takeout food like if you order at the counter. If I order at the counter? You don't tip on fast food. No. Okay, I got two schools of thought on this. Okay. I used to go into Pita Pit almost daily. Yeah. I now have a relationship with these people. I'm saying, what up, Greg? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's ex extra awkward because Greg's going to recognize me. I come in every time. Yeah. You know, I don't want him to know me as a dad mm -hmm. doesn't tip. Random place on the road, someplace I'm not going to go very often. No, fuck yourself. Yeah. But the question is, is should we feel guilty? This is what I, this is the way I pose the question in my mind. I feel guilty because when they ask for, or when homeless people ask for money or when, um, the cash register asks, like, do you want two bucks to go to, to children's cancer hospital? Yeah. That's not exactly that, but it's something, something along those heartstrings. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm feeling guilty because I come from a family with money yeah enough that you know they would always do stuff like that help out where they can give money to homeless like so I, I i was raised doing it yeah but now that it's my money yeah i'm not in a place of means you know yeah like i think both our bank accounts just dinged off zero at the end of last month oh totally 
and we had to <laughs> we had to we had to wait for some uh some payments to come in but was, my, yeah like that little ding you know just like the backboard of zero just like i bounced it off the backboard i didn't <laughs> i didn't go into negatives but i literally i alley-ooped off the yeah the the zero marker um but uh so i'm sitting there knowing that i just hit zero in my bank account this morning yeah. at the a and w uh and they're asking and i have to buy a new phone because i just broke my phone so um that's a that's another fucking uh expense and they're like do you want two bucks to help you know kids in need and i'm like i, th I think i think we're in the right saying no okay so uh, another thing that runs through my head when i get posed these questions uh not particularly to um donating to charities but just in the service industry i think it and i think everyone in the service industry understands this but it's good karma to you know if if you're you, you can always tell i tip servers yeah servers yeah you can always tell uh someone who's in the service industry because like you'll uh they'll they'll tip well when you're yeah. when you're when you're serving them so i i always think it's good karma to sort of pay that forward but didn't know you're a spiritual man I, I I don't know. That's that's just sort of the way I think about it. But I I don't know if that pertains to takeout takeout orders. It's like it's it's kind of like either build that into your prices or right. Takeout is different because you, you that's your job front to back. It's it's like yeah. I don't know if they get paid a server's wage or if they get paid a normal wage. That's that's a, that's a real testament. Yeah. Um. But it is uncomfortable. I I think I you know what I think. Tipping it for for jobs is there, there's got to be some sort of like um, like variable like of of how well you can do it. So you know if if you're if you're sitting down at a restaurant, you can judge how well your server is doing, right? Mm. And that determines how much you're going to tip them. Pulling I up, tip them the same every time. They could poop in my salad. I just like really, yeah. But but even even if it's bad or if or if like I don't know if it's if it's really good, do well. Like if it's bad, then like a little bit less. Like some there's other yeah, fa you're factors. Right, fifteen that to play. twenty, maybe I give them fifteen. Right, there's other factors that come into play, but it's just for takeout. It's you show up there and you pick up the food. It's like you could be doing the same thing, really over and over and over again. There's there's no yeah. like variable from for but, for you to determine like what is. But the question is also, okay, uh, with homeless people, it's like, okay, I feel guilty because I'm going out and I have money to maybe get drunk tonight. Yeah. Right? Out and party or buy a new phone. Yeah. Do I have a little money to spare? Probably. Is he just going to use that money to get drunk? In which case, why am I financing your party? Like, yeah. if you if, if he legitimately wanted food and he could prove that to me, then Yeah. But if if he's gonna get that, if he's gonna get fucked up off that, that's my fucked up money. Yeah, I'm getting fucked up off that. Yeah, and as you said, they don't exactly market themselves very well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they haven't they haven't they haven't provided any sort of graphic or um, reinforcement where this money's going to. Yeah. And there's a there's a numerous things where sometimes I'm even down to give them a little fucked up money. If mm -hmm. I have some spare change, mm -hmm. our buddy around the corner who I haven't seen in a while, hopefully he's okay. Um, I'm down. To, I see him. I give him money sometimes, and I watch him walk right into wine rack. Nice. I know. And I kind of back that. But a lot of other times when I'm running a little tight on the bank account, 
that's my fucked up money. Yeah. So, you know, they need to, if they had some sort of spreadsheet or, you know, some yeah. sort of uh, guarantee of where it's going, but break down, like, this This is my fucked up budget. This is my food. You yeah. know, like, a bit of better marketing. But the real question is, do we feel guilty? Should we do it? Because even people in their 20s that have a good job, yeah. that have money that didn't just ding off zero yeah. and, are, and are grinding it out, maybe they're saving up for a condo. Maybe they're saving up for a house. Every yeah. dollar counts. Like, it's it's... It, it, should we feel obligated? At what point do you, do you hit the, the the financial point where you can, you know, give back? And I think as a twenty year old, the definitive hammered down rule is that you don't need to do the cash register donation. You, I don't. I don't. You don't need to tip at. Uh, the the counter fast food restaurants and you don't have to feel guilty walking past homeless people unless in all three cases or in the last two cases the fast food restaurant or the homeless person maybe you have somewhat of a relationship with those people maybe you go there a lot or you see the homeless mm -hmm. person a lot yeah and you kind of just you'd help them out just like you would a buddy or something or at the counter maybe every once in a while slap that toonie down, but you don't feel obligated and you don't feel guilty. So instead of feeling guilty, not doing it instead, do it the odd time and feel a bonus. So I think the definitive rule is don't feel guilty, not doing it, but feel good when you do instead of only feel normal when you do and feel guilty when you don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. C control your emotions. It's a game of numbers for them. You know, it's like, say they get a, say they serve like, like, I don't know that like the A and W they serve like 300 orders in a day, hundred, hundred of them say yes. It's 200 bucks. Yeah. But again, it's not coming from me. Sorry. A and W yeah. I'm there for a reason. This isn't a fine dining restaurant. Yeah. I'm there to get a, if I wanted to spend 18 to $22, I'm not at A and W. Yeah, it's true. So that $2 gap is, is almost 10, 15% of the price of what I'm paying increase, you know, now you're putting me in the territory of, you know, maybe uh shawarma. You know what? It, this just made me think of, uh, concerts when uh, like a lot of artists or musicians, when they, when they do concerts, they'll pair up with organizations and, uh, they'll just announce it themselves instead of like having an option on their tickets when you're checking out being like, Oh, like, do you want to add an extra dollar or two? It's to already go to partnered. This? It's, ar price. it's already partnered into the price, and they're like ninety nine cents of every ticket or something that's coming out of their pocket. That's better marketing, is going, right? And the homeless could learn a lesson from that because if they had a sign right there that said ninety nine cents from this is going to food, ten percent is going to wine rack. I'm still into that distribution. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like you know eighty eighty percent, ten percent darts, ten percent booze. <laughs> You know, I'm, there's, I'm still into that distribution. Yeah. Um, that being said, maybe we can call this segment tips for your 20s. Tips for your 20s. I like it. Yeah? Yeah. And then I'm good at naming, dude, I, I had true history, mystery, and tips for mm -hmm. your 20s off the tongue, dude. Off the fucking tongue. Props. And that was a crispy pilsner, so thank you, true history. Um, It's good. I wouldn't lie to you. It's fantastic. You call me a liar? Go get some yourself. 
treat yourself to a nice after nah, supposed to say after tune yeah. afternoon <laughs> of beer and if you have enough it'll be an after tune as well oh yes and speaking of after tunes after this episode will be our tune that we uh, covered mm-hmm. and i think that's everything for this wrap up catch up mustard episode we wanted to get it all out there um so without further ado we will I'll see, see you, next you Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. All right, we're John Famos. We're in Muskoka, and this is Seven by Catfish and the Bottle Men. One, two, one, two, three, four. Larry got a load of smoking. I want to lose a couple days. You probably never struggle coping, but I, I never wanted to. Promise again that I would call her Forget the time cause I'm seven hours behind It's probably good I didn't call though But I, I never wanted to And I beg you, but you know I'm never home And I love you, but I need another year alone And I try to Ignore it every time you phone But I never come close And I don't think through things I never get time Cause I don't think things through Larry caught a load of smoke yeah. I wanna disappear for days Probably never struggle sleeping, but I, I never wanted to Promise again that I would call her Forget the time, cause I'm seven hours behind It's probably good I didn't call though, but I, I always wanted to And I beg you, but you know I'm never home And I love you, but I need another you alone and I try to ignore it every time you phone, but I never come close. And I don't think through things, I never get time. Cause I don't think things through. And I don't think through things, I never get time. Cause I to myself and I try to ignore it every time you phone but I never come close and I beg you but you know I'm never home and I love you but I need another you alone 
just as the waves are rolling in. Thank you very much.